When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody and welcome to Trashy Divorces, everybody's favorite good podcast about bad relationships. My name is Alicia, really glad to have you here today. Stacy, my trashy cohort in crime, what tale of marital misadventure have you cooked up for us today? Hello everyone, I am here with the story that rocked the world last winter, that of former GMA3 co-hosts Amy Robach and TJ Holmes whose surreptitious affair was exposed by the tabloids and led to intense and very public turmoil at the network and, of course, in both of the married hosts' personal lives. But before we get to Amy and TJ, let's peer into our magic mirror to give some shout-outs for folks joining us at patreon.com slash trashy divorces for bonus episodes dumpster dives, Zoom salons, and so much more. Holy cats, huge thanks to our most recent supporters over at Patreon, Crystal S, Michelle M, and Mary T. Y'all rock. Big love to all of our Patreon family. Big love to you. Thanks for coming today. I am excited about this story because once it left my radar last year, I have no updates. Stacy, we gotta go, go, go. I feel so fresh and ready for this. I have my morning coffee. Good morning, trashy America. Well played. Alicia, I don't know if you realize it, but we are celebrating a big anniversary in the Trashy Divorces universe. It was just about one year ago today, November 30th, 2022. So just about one year ago today that the Daily Fail, I mean, the Daily Mail published a story titled Buckle up for this headline. Exclusive, that's in all caps, exclusive, colon, from co-stars to lovers, colon, GMA anchors Amy Robach, 49, and TJ Holmes's, 45, romance is revealed, dash, as the two married co-hosts are seen cozying up at a NYC bar, comma, spending (laughs) a romantic weekend away upstate, comma, and holding hands in an Uber. J-School, man, come on. This is like, you've proven your case, Daily Mail. Wow. Heck of a headline there. Anyway, the story was authored by Laura Collins, who is described as the Mail's chief investigative reporter. Can you imagine what that job must be like? And it set off a chain of events that appears to have nuked two marriages and two careers, or at least that phase of two careers. Have no fear, though. Amy and TJ are returning with a podcast. Oh, goody. Suitably called Amy and TJ. This will premiere on iHeart in December. This isn't an ad. It's just a fact. It's an update. Also, this story continues our Aaron Spelling spiderwebs theme that has ironically developed this season for no particular reason. (laughs) 
At the time that the scandal erupted, Amy was married to former Melrose Place star Andrew Shue. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Right. Their divorce became final this spring. Let's meet these two star-crossed lovers and get into the scandal that ABC just could not get past. Good morning, Trashy. Let's do this. Amy Joanne Robach was born February 6th, 1973 in St. Joseph, Michigan. Aquarius girl. She Aquarius. Mm -hmm. She grew up in East Lansing. There was a childhood stopover in St. Louis before her family moved for the last time to suburban Atlanta, our home. Not just suburban Atlanta. I hope you're going to talk about my connection. Where she attended Brookwood High School. Go Broncos! And Amy is not Brookwood's only notable alum. Yes, Alicia? Yours truly. Absolutely. Then she went on to the University of Georgia, Go Dogs, where she studied, naturally, journalism. Then Amy headed to Charleston for her first TV news job in 95. In 99, she spent a few years at a Washington, D.C. station before landing at MSNBC for four years, starting in 03. Then over to NBC to co-host the Today Show's weekend programming. In 2012, she headed to ABC as a correspondent for Good Morning America and became the show's news anchor in 2014. In 2018, she picked up the co-anchor slot on 2020. This is a job that colleagues said was her dream job and that she had worked like hell to achieve. She's very talented, She's very talented. She has been talented from the time I knew her as a teenager. Talented. So far, so great, sitting in a chair that the late, great Barbara Walters once sat in and definitely summiting the mountain of real and impactful journalism. Huge. Then COVID hit. So in March of 2020, ABC launched a daytime show focused on the pandemic called, as you would expect, Pandemic, What You Need to Know. Colon dash. There was a colon, yes. Pandemic, (laughs) colon, what you need to know. This would turn into GMA3, and TJ Holmes would be added as a co-host on GMA3 in September of 2020. Dun-dun-dun. Okay, notably, some things about Amy. She underwent a mammogram on TV in October of 2013, promoting Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and shockingly, her doctors discovered breast cancer. She had a bilateral mastectomy, during which doctors found a second tumor and were able to ascertain that the cancer had spread to her lymph nodes. She had eight rounds of chemo, she had radiation therapy, and of course, reconstructive surgery afterwards on her path to beating cancer. And as far as I know, she remains cancer-free today. Thank God. Thank God. There was also a notable 2019 dust-up when Project Veritas... Not the kings of real news exactly, but this was apparently real. They got hold of and released a hot mic recording of Amy regarding work that she had done on the Jeffrey Epstein story that ABC had chosen not to air. This is from Amy's Wikipedia page, but I'll try to summarize it. On November 2nd, 2019, Project Veritas released a late August 2019 hot mic incident in which Robach discusses ABC shutting down her story on billionaire convicted sex offender and accused sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein in 2015. Wow. Years before. So in this hot mic video, Robach was recorded on set for ABC's Good Morning America voicing the following statements. 
I've had the story for three years. We would not put it on the air. Uh, first of all, I was told, who was Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Then the palace, Buckingham Palace, found out that we had her whole allegations, Virginia Roberts's allegations about Prince Andrew, and threatened us a million different ways. I tried for three years to get it out to no avail, and now these new revelations, and I freaking had all of it. I'm so pissed right now. Like, every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh my God, it was, what we had was unreal. She continued, one of the reasons an interview with Roberts was not broadcast was because we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will. So I think that had also quashed the story. Oh, it's weird and unusual how it all works out. It's a very bad look. Amy would respond to the Project Veritas leak with the following statement. As a journalist, as the Epstein story continued to unfold last summer, I was caught in a private moment of frustration. I was upset that an important interview I had conducted with Virginia Roberts didn't air because we could not obtain sufficient corroborating evidence to meet ABC's editorial standards about her allegations. My comments about Prince Andrew and her Virginia Roberts' allegation that she had seen Bill Clinton on Epstein's private island were in reference to what Virginia Roberts said in that interview in 2015. I was referencing her allegations, not what ABC News had verified through our reporting. The interview itself, while I was disappointed it didn't air, didn't meet our standards. In the years since, no one ever told me or the team to stop reporting on Jeffrey Epstein And we have continued to aggressively pursue this important story. Still not a great look. ABC News issued its own statement. At the time, not all of our reporting met our standards to air, but we have never stopped investigating the story ever since. We've had a team on this investigation and substantial resources dedicated to it. That work has led to a two-hour documentary and six-part podcast that will air in the new year. Still, though, having... Having your talent saying, like, Buckingham Palace put the squeeze on us and we buried a story, that's pretty damning. It just is. I mean, again, hot mic, you say things. Yes. Right? You're proud of your work. You're proud of the work that you do. Right. And you want that work to be seen. Sure. It's just a bad look for the network. It really, There's no other way around it. It's a bad look. Well, and a lot of folks, like Dominic Dunn, my, my guy on my other podcast, He had Epstein's scoop back in the mid-80s. It's not like no one knew who Jeffrey Epstein was. Sure. All right. Let's move along. Yes. Quick note on Amy's personal life during this transit of years. She married for the first time in 1996. Pretty young. I think her ex-husband was about eight years older. I'm not sure how they met or any of that. He's not a public figure as far as I know. They were together for 12 years. They had two daughters. They divorced in 2008. In 2010, she found love again with actor Andrew Shue, brother of Elizabeth Shue. She of Adventures in Babysitting, one of your very favorite movies. I love that movie. Also, more recently, The Boys, which is really good. And the pair married in 2010. It was a second marriage for both. Uh, He had three sons, so it was a little blended family. I suspect they bonded in particular over athletic pursuits. She's a serious marathoner these days, and aside from his acting, Andrew was a serious high school and college soccer player. 
He even played professionally for the Los Angeles Galaxy during his time on Melrose Place, which can you imagine scheduling your life that way? Like That's a lot. Going to be shooting my TV show and then heading off to soccer practice and then heading off to the game and then, oh man, so much. Those are some Wheaties. He's eating his Wheaties. He's also a very smart guy after he graduated Dartmouth in 1989. He spent some time in Zimbabwe playing professional soccer while teaching math. Oh my God. His He's team, a real renaissance He really man. is. His team there won both the Zimbabwe Premier Soccer League and the CBZ Cup titles while he was part of the team. Wow. Mild-mannered math teacher by day, soccer superstar <laughs> by night. So, yes, they married. Amy became stepmom to his three boys. She had her two daughters. Okay, so that is Amy and Amy and Andrew. Her little Brady Bunch setup. Absolutely. Love it. It's a great spot to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to meet TJ Holmes and we're going to see how this all falls down. See you on the flip. Hey, Trash Pandas. When you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and... I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns, Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disentel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disentel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Enter TJ Holmes. Indeed. Um, Lutelius, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, T.J. Holmes Jr. was born August 19th, 1977. Oh, Leo man. So you've got Leo and Aquarius. They're opposing signs. Uh. Interesting. He grew up in West Memphis, Arkansas, and later attended the University of Arkansas to study broadcast journalism. Go Razorbacks, I think. I think. Sure. I think Sounds so. right. His childhood nickname at home was T. Jr., which he then shortened to TJ when he moved into his professional career. And he started his professional career by driving from campus in Fayetteville, Arkansas, 
up the road 90 miles or so to Joplin, Missouri, where he hand-delivered his resume and the reel that he had compiled in school, T.J. Holmes was hired on the spot. Fantastic! Although he outgrew Little Joplin pretty quickly, he was back in Arkansas as a general assignment reporter for a Little Rock station, then the weekend anchor within like a year. Another very talented guy who was definitely going places. For instance, in 2003, he was off to San Francisco to anchor the news for an NBC station there. He also got to travel to Athens, Greece to cover the 04 Olympics. Wow. And notable for true crime podcast listeners, he also covered the double murder trial of Scott Peterson, who was convicted of murdering his pregnant wife, Lacey Peterson. I feel like that was kind of a seminal true crime moment in the era. TJ also married for the first time in this period, but things didn't work out. So TJ also divorced for the first time in this period. The marriage lasted two or three years, and TJ reportedly forked over about $100,000 in all to settle it. Apparently, there were no children from that marriage, but TJ had two kids already from previous relationships. So, From San Francisco, it was on to Atlanta. Oh, goody. I know. This city features so much in the story. And CNN, where he contributed to a couple projects that won Peabody Awards. There was a brief stint at BET where he helmed a news and commentary show that only lasted about six months. He was freelance for much of 2013 and 2014, landing at ABC News in that capacity in September of 2014. And then in December of 2014, he became the permanent co-anchor of the Overnight World News Now program. I used to watch this when I was an insomniac college student and Anderson Cooper was the host. That is where I met Anderson Cooper. Oh, all the spider webs. An august insomniac news nerd bonanza was that show. <laughs> and TJ was soon contributing to various shows on the network, in particular if you're anchoring the overnight show and something big breaks, you then will report it out for Good Morning America. Sure. So we're going to go back to his time in Atlanta, however, because it was here that TJ met his second wife, Marilee Feibig, an immigration attorney with Alston and Bird. This is a major legal firm here. It employs like 800 attorneys around Huge. the world. We know quite a few folks there. Yes. Wow, this really yeah, is a hometown I, story. I did some copywriting for its website a decade or so ago. Go Broncos. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I want to pause here and focus for a few minutes on what an exceptional person T.J. Holmes married in 2010 and, of course, then totally screwed over. Marilee was born in the Democratic Republic of the Congo in Africa, where her mother is from, and her American father was serving in the Peace Corps. When she was five, she has siblings, like the, the family relocated to the U.S., and then she spent a lot of her childhood watching her mother work through what I think we can fairly call the Kafka-esque U.S. immigration process, getting herself and her children established as U.S. citizens. That made a real impression on young Marilee, who graduated from the University of Michigan and then attended law school at Vandy in Nashville. Go doors! And uh, hello, Brian! Accomplished. Very accomplished. I don't know the dates, years of all of that, but she was at Alston Bird when she married TJ in March of 2010, and then his career, of course, moved to New York a few years later. By then, they had a baby daughter, Mazel. And when she hit New York City, she hit it hard. She took an executive-level job with Wilhelmina Models, 
Wow, that's significant. Yeah, VP of Operations and General Counsel. She was there for about four years. And then she was on to Jay-Z's Rock Nation, where she served as chief of staff. In 2021, she joined Save the Children as chief diversity officer. And she's basically a total badass and a genuinely inspirational figure. Sounds like. Who married poorly, it turns out. Back to that daily fail story on November 30, 2022. Noting that Amy and TJ's chemistry is undeniable, the story claimed that for the past six months, the two had been sharing more than a mutual love of running and outdoorsy pursuits. It also noted that they had frequently socialized with their spouses as a foursome, which pushes that knife much, much deeper. Amy and Andrew even wrote a 2021 children's book about blending families And TJ interviewed them about it on GMA3. Just a lot of ouch. Again, an old bingo repetition from Trashy Divorces here. Be careful of who your couple friends are. Just a little bit of a portent there. Yes. You can't be too careful in in choosing. Yeah. So once the story was out there, both of them shut down their Instagram accounts and took a long social media hiatus. Probably did not want to hear from the public so much. On the Friday following the revelations, they appeared to joke a bit about the scandal on air, with TJ remarking, You know, it's too bad it's Friday. It's been a great week. I just want this one to keep going and going and going. Just enjoy it. Take it all in. Later, on a segment about how art therapy can ease stress, they joked about doing some art therapy that weekend. It came off as pretty cringy. And on Monday, the pair did not return to the air. ABC announced that because of all the unwanted attention the affair was causing, that everybody needed a cooling off period. There was a lot of chatter in the press at the time that ABC was botching a major source of ratings gold, because who doesn't love a scandal? But what seems to have been happening within the network and among the newly outed couple's colleagues was something I think anyone who's ever had their like their friend group blown up when one friend cheats on his or her partner, like, this happens. Again, the spouses were not strangers in this tight-knit newsroom community, so the whole thing had to have just been deeply awkward for everyone. So uncomfortable. And in the weeks that followed, there were additional reports of TJ crossing lines with female colleagues. Oh, no. Including seducing a young staffer who had reached out to him for a mentor relationship. Apparently, they had sex in his office. (gasps) Mm -hmm. And there was a three-year-long affair with a GMA producer. Oh, no. Again... This is while his badass wife was killing it at Wilhelmina and Rock Nation and Save the Children. Just ick. Just ick. So this was not TJ's first dalliance across the line. With a colleague, yeah. Interesting. It was not. So page six had some coverage of, you know, the co-workers' reactions. For instance, uh, David Muir, the co-anchor of 2020 with Amy, was said to want no part of the drama. A source said he's not having it. He's the face of the evening news and nothing about him ever makes the papers. He's very private and no one at ABC likes the way Amy and TJ handled it. Another source, every anchor is upset that Amy and TJ have caused such drama. No one wants to be associated with this 
And Amy and David already aren't that close right now. That's your tell is when your coworkers, I barely know her. But I mean, to be fair, what is the proper way to handle my affair has not only blown up two marriages, but also a network, <sighs> right? Is there a is there a playbook for that? Can you contact your PR guy to go to the fancy file cabinet? What do you look that one up under? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, an ABC News spokesperson told Page Six that uh, David Muir is focused on the work, not any of this. Multiple sources told Page Six that people at the network are very unhappy. Here's a quote. If the decision is to not address it, then don't address it. TJ made light of it on air. Amy's smarter than that, but how else is she supposed to respond? Over on CBS. Okay. Okay. None other than Gail King chimed in, calling it very messy, saying, I think to me it's just a sad situation because you've got kids involved, you've got families involved, and I keep thinking about that. I'm very concerned about that. This was... She was on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. Notably, coincidentally, the GMA producer that TJ had the three-year-long affair with had gone on to work for Gail King's show at CBS. And so there was, she had some... So many spiderwebs. Potentially insider knowledge. Robin Roberts, the anchor of Good Morning America, apparently had heard rumors of the affair before it broke, and had confronted the pair, telling them to, quote, knock it off. (laughs) (laughs) TJ denied anything was going on, and he even went to ABC bosses to try to get ahead of the rumors. This is more Daily Mail reporting, so the timing is not clear. This could have happened as far back as 2017. I don't think there's any indication that the affair was happening that far back, but I guess... There were some sparky sparky, and there had been rumors going for a while. OK Magazine ran this provocative headline about their colleagues' feelings. Quote, GMA anchors Robin Roberts and George Stephanopoulos furious over Amy Robach and TJ Holmes' messy extramarital affair, colon, source. Wow. These are big headlines. Big headlines. And this notes that everyone at the network had been proud to avoid a sex scandal like the Matt Lauer situation that had rocked NBC News a few years earlier. Oops. And apparently no one was overly eager to get over their feelings about it. The story that emerged in the press was that both Amy and TJ had separated from their spouses in August and nothing had happened before that. But the Daily Mail penned the turning point in their relationship to June when they had been in London together for the Queen's Jubilee. TJ filed for divorce at the end of December. There were reports that Amy had filed to divorce Andrew back in August. I don't know if that's confirmed in the public. It is reported that their divorce was finalized in March of this year, so that that time frame would make sense. I don't know if the actual filing date is publicly known, though. Interestingly, Hello Magazine says that Amy and Andrew each had a net worth of $50 million. 50? 50, yeah, $100 million total. Okay. So even Stephen on that front, we don't know the details of... All right. That's not bad walking away money. Yeah, I mean, they may just have walked away with what they... Ha- I, I don't know. Hello Magazine also pegged TJ's net worth at just $3 million. So So less. Less. Uh Less. Still 
not a bad amount. Oh of yeah, money. respect more than more than what's happening here. <laughs> so by the end of January, Amy and TJ had stepped down from their positions as co-anchors at the ABC network. ABC released a statement saying, quote, After several productive conversations with Amy Robach and TJ Holmes about different options, we all agreed it's best for everyone that they move on from ABC News. That we've opened the door and kicked them out. We recognize their talent and commitment uh-huh. over the years and are thankful for their contributions. Not written was fly free, scandalous little birds. Fly, fly free. Wow. When it looks like they are. I mean, it's one thing to keep your skeletons in the closet, which everybody who has a comment on this, you know, probably has a skeleton in their closet. It's another one to just put them out in the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> and and they did just right out there in their front yard. So let's pause for another quick break here. And when we get back, we're going to we're going to get into Marilee's reaction to all of this mashugana is that a word back in a minute another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We've all seen the headlines in the news of how someone lost their life in an act of cold-blooded murder. And while it's sad and grabs your attention, most people go on with their day without giving it another thought. But have you ever stopped to think about the life of the person at the center of the news story? They were more than just a headline or a statistic. They were someone's loved one or friend. I'm Mike Morford, and my podcast, The Murder of My Family, died into some of those stories to help listeners get to know the person who was lost and how their death affected those closest to them. Listen to The Murder of My Family everywhere you listen to podcasts. There are well over 100 episodes to binge on now. So Mary Lee has some thoughts about her divorce. Indeed. This is actually a statement from her attorney. Don't make attorneys get attorneys. It never goes well. So this is Stephanie Lehman in a statement to Us Magazine from January. Marilee's sole focus has remained on the overall best interest of her daughter. To that end, TJ's lawyer and I have been working together to move their divorce forward privately, expeditiously, and as amicably as possible. We continue to be disappointed by TJ's lack of discretion, respect, and sensitivity toward Marilee and the party's daughter. Marilee has been touched by the outpouring of support and looks forward to a new beginning in the new year. Good for Mary Lee. Yeah, in March, a source told Us Magazine that she did not know that TJ was having an affair with Amy. Oh, no. She feels, this is a quote, she feels disrespected because they're all over each other in photos, and she's hurt because she sees it's the real deal and knows now he's not going to reconcile with her. I will note that in a 2019 Marie Claire What I Wear to Work piece, Featuring Marilee, she said that her motto, personally and professionally, is, quote, better than what happens to you. She explained this to me, and if something great comes your way, be humble, don't take it for granted, and appreciate the fortune you've received. If something tragic happens, as many experience as part of life, 
do what it takes to get through it so it doesn't define you in the end. Jean is like a trashy divorce's heroine. Right, and it sounds very much like she has had to live that motto for the last year. The pair only reached agreement on a divorce settlement in October of this year. It took about 10 months, I believe. And I think they still have a court appearance in January, which may be like the final. I believe the marriage is dissolved in the state of New York now, but there's probably a few. New York in January has a hot docket. You got Joe <laughs> Jonas and Sophie Turner. Oh, And wow. these two wow. ex-birds coming in, the, coming in the coop. There was a report, I think it was fairly recently, that had TJ holding hands with his daughter at an airport after flying back into New York. There are other reports that say that Amy has been remaining in touch with Andrew's sons, who she, of course, had been stepmom to for more than a decade. Like, all of this is super complicated. Messy. Messy, ugly, but it does seem like, however scandalous the start of this relationship may have been, that there are efforts being made to remain close to children, see that their needs are met, and that is laudable regardless. So this was a messy one for sure, but iHeart is betting, including with reported five-figure bonuses for each. Wow. Hey, stuff that doesn't happen to us nope. as podcasters <laughs> that uh, the public wants to hear more from and perhaps more about Amy and TJ. All right. As trash cans go, I'm giving this one 26.2. Oh. That is the length in miles of a Marathon. <laughs> Which Amy and TJ have now completed at least twice in the New York City Marathon. And TJ even celebrated by getting a tattoo on his arm that maps the route of the New York City Marathon. Well, that's handy. Mm -hmm. In case you get lost. <laughs> that's probably why he did it. He's bad with directions. I'm sure that's it. <laughs> anyway, that is where things stand now with Amy and TJ. What a trashy tale one year later. Oh, the heartburn at the network was so, like, you could feel it just in the public. Do you think that one in late 2022 is the harbinger of this year of 2023 breakups? Oh, you mean, yeah, they set into, they broke the world. They set into motion. They broke the wheel of time. Good Lord, this year been really year has breakups. been a year of breakups. A lot of Jovering, though, no Joes in this story. But a lot of Atlanta. Yes, so we do love that. Go Broncos. I mean, I wish everybody in this story the best. It's awfully messy. Mm -hmm. I think there is something to be said for the point that if I tell the truth about it and I own it, you can't hurt me with it. Which, you know, when everybody's living like an adult, sometimes you go ahead and put your skeleton right just right there in the front yard. Like you can't, if it's out there for you, you can't hurt me with it. Yeah. I mean, the Daily Mail definitely walked a bunch of skeletons over to their front yards. <laughs> Need some help in the headline department. <laughs> Good real. Lord. Thank you, Stacy, for bringing that one to us. You're welcome. Trash Pandas, here and internationally, we are wishing you the very best of this holiday week where we take time to be thankful mm -hmm. for all y'all. Thanks for coming to listen for your kind reviews, for telling your friends, for the nicest emails you send, for supporting on Patreon. We really are lucky to be sharing this journey with you. So, so thankful. Absolutely. So yes, for the stateside people, happy Turkey Day next week. 
and for uh, everyone around the world. We just love you. That's all true. Mm-hmm. No lies detected. <laughs> Don't forget, if you're looking for something a little bit more in your listening journey over on Done and Done that drops on Monday, I am continuing my Von Bulow, mm-hmm. Klaus and Sonny arc of episodes. And we are not taking any kind of breaks from Trashy we Royals that drops over on Thursday. Really good stuff over there. If you're looking for a little bit more Monday or Thursday listening from your trashy friends here in the ATL. And we will be back Wednesday with piping hot, fresh, steamy new stories of right out of the oven. I got a great story coming for you this week. Can't wait to be back with you then. As always, until we meet again, all you trash panda angels. Keep those hands clean, especially while cooking for big groups. (laughs) Keep your hearts trashy. We wish you the most joyful of the beginning of the holiday season. Big love, everybody. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram. And definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again, everybody, for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.